0: Good morning and thank you for joining me once again as we continue our journey uh, through the entirety of the Bible uh, seeking to uh, read it through uh, from Genesis to Revelation in the course of a calendar year. We have made it uh, to the book of Acts. So we're at the fifth book of the New Testament. We have completed uh, the Gospels and there's certainly a transition Uh, from uh, the gospel accounts to this uh, very unique uh, book of the history of uh, the early church. And so uh, we know that uh, this book is the companion or the sequel uh, to the gospel of Luke, uh, written uh, by the the Gentile physician uh, who was an associate of the apostle Paul, uh, who uh, likely was a native of Antioch, one known as Luke, the beloved uh, physician. And so if we'll remember back to the introduction of the, uh, the book of Luke, uh, he speaks of writing this uh, orderly uh, account for the sake of the certainty of those who would uh, believe. And I, I think we can say that he continues in that vein in writing uh, this history he gives us uh, a great deal of uh, of detail uh, he uh, is uh, certainly covers a, a great deal of uh, material he covers uh, probably 30 years uh, from the ascension uh, in you know in and around 30 AD uh, to uh, uh, probably just prior to the uh, the death of James Uh, in uh, the early 60s, uh, 62 A.D. And so he's uh, probably writing, uh, again, in in that uh, time frame, early 60s. Uh, So it is before the the, the death of James. It is before the persecution of Nero. It is um, uh, before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 A.D. All of these things uh, have not yet occurred. And we find uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, uh, in prison uh, as the book uh, closes. And so um, we see uh, that uh, in this book there's an emphasis uh, upon uh, the gospel appropriately and the power of the Holy Spirit to apply that gospel as it is proclaimed. Uh, the Spirit anoints uh, those who uh, proclaim and the, the, the Spirit uh, convicts and converts uh, those who hear. Uh, one of the ways that uh, uh, the book is occasionally referred to or de- debated is uh, uh, it's, it's often entitled The Acts of the Apostles, and, and that's fine. There's not a problem really with that, uh, but it is occasionally noted. It uh, uh, could also be called The Activity uh, of the Holy Spirit in, in that there is, uh, uh, rightly so, uh, an appropriate emphasis uh, upon uh, the work of the Holy Spirit uh, through these apostles uh, in the early church, as the gospel uh, leaves the confines of Jerusalem and begins to spread uh, through that Mediterranean basin, again to the uttermost uh, parts of uh, of the world, and so. Uh, Um, So, with all of those things uh, being said, just by way of introduction, uh, we're going to cover three chapters today. That's going to be our norm except uh, for one uh, day, and we're going to do four that day. So, there'll be nine devotions uh, over the course of the 28 chapters of the book of Acts. So, we'll be looking at chapters 1 through 3. If you haven't already picked up your Bible, and if it's convenient to do so, I would ask you uh, to take it at this time. Uh, the first few verses of chapter 1 help us transition from that gospel account that Luke wrote uh, into uh, the time of the Lord's ascension, reflecting on the instruction and the events associated with the ascension, and tells us that the uh, apostles are instructed to wait, which they do. Uh, they are to await uh, this arrival, this descent of the Spirit uh, there in uh, Jerusalem. Chapter 2 is devoted to the events of the day of Pentecost and this uh, magnificent and colossal display of the power of God uh, that empowers the preaching, the very bold preaching of the Apostle Peter uh, there uh, in the very precincts uh, in which uh, just a few days prior uh, the Lord Jesus had been crucified. And then uh, chapter uh, 3 begins to pick up the story of the post Pentecost Church uh, there in Jerusalem, and of course very soon, as would be expected, and as promised by the Lord Jesus, uh, they run afoul of uh, the Jewish authorities. And so the focus is in chapter 2, we'll look at verses 25 through 29, again a portion of this uh, great Pentecostal uh, sermon, and in this particular section, Peter is quoting the psalmist David uh, from Psalm 16. Uh, in verse 25, uh, he says, For David says concerning him, King David, who was noted as a psalmist and also as a prophet, speaks prophetically of his greater son, his ultimately promised son, the Lord uh, Jesus Christ, and he uh, describes him uh, as his Lord. And again, that's one of the things that uh, Peter will speak of uh, in terms of answering uh, the, the critics uh, of uh, the gospel of the resurrected Christ, uh, he will appeal to this uh, concept of the uh, David referring to Jesus as Lord, and so, uh, so the Lord is described as uh, being ascended uh, there in heaven, that, that he uh, is uh, rejoicing, uh, that he is the one who is ultimately not abandoned. To Hades. He is not abandoned to the corruption of the body. And so uh, we see here uh, the promise and the prediction of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the one described as the first fruits of those that will follow. Uh, It is certainly uh, 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 predictive and promissory uh, to all who believe uh, that one day, like our Lord, Uh, The grip of death will be broken upon us, and we will be raised uh, to eternal life in this glorified uh, body. And so here in the midst of this great uh, sermon, this great uh, outpouring of the Spirit, Peter uh, is asserting, again, the Lordship of Christ. He's asserting uh, that David uh, predicted these things and that David knew of the promise of the resurrection, which has now been been fulfilled, and in that it is announced with great clarity and great accuracy that indeed Jesus is Lord. And so uh, I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I will look forward to uh, seeing you once again tomorrow.